God's calling us to do what we're supposed to do as a church. And as I look across the congregation, I see so much potential. I see new faces. And, you know, it's great to see that because I see the, the prophecy of God coming to pass. We, we, we saw last year and the year before the prophecy of the children growing up in the church, the children flourishing and multiplying. And it was as if every month there was a new child being born. But now we're seeing new faces. We're seeing the prophecy of God bringing people into the church. But we have to be ready for them people. We have to take our place within the church to be able to Look after the people. Take care of them. Love them. When they see the unity within the church, Jesus said, when they see you loving one another, they will know that you're my disciples. And that's what brought, brings me to the house of the Lord. When I see you lot loving each other, I'm like, I want to be here. This is a place I want to be where you're loving each other, taking care of one another. You're concerned about one another. You're ringing one another. You're meeting with one another. You're becoming together as one body. And that's what God has called the church to be. Moving on swiftly. I want to talk about Mark chapter 2, verse 21 to 22. It simply says, No one sews a piece of unshrunk cloth on an old garment, or else the new piece pulls away from the old, and the tear is made worse. And no one puts new wine into old wineskins, or else the new wine bursts the wineskins, the wine is spilled, and the wineskins are ruined. But new wine must be put into new wineskins. Are we prepared to be made into a new wineskin? Are we going to be stuck as the old wineskin? Like I said about the, the square peg, peg trying to put it in a round hole, it doesn't work. But it takes trusting one another. That word trust has come across so strongly this morning that it's not just about trusting God. I've got to trust you. I've got to trust you guys. And it's not easy when people have let us down. But for a church to be unified as one body, we've got to trust each other. The hand has got to trust the foot. The foot has got to trust the eye. The ear has got to trust the nose. They've got to work in sync together, trusting one another, making sure we work as a team. Because it's not a one-man job. Doing church together is not a one-man thing. Together as a team... What does it say? Together, every, everything, everyone achieves more. That's the one, isn't it? Together, everyone achieves more. Our teamwork makes the dream work. It's one of my favourites. Mindsets. Often too many people settle for the wilderness, like I've already said, and they become accustomed to it. All they know is the wilderness, and they stay there stubborn. I was going to do an illustration of chairs, but we haven't got time this morning. But you can be sat in a chair that's so comfortable, and that's your chair. It's got, the, it's got your posture in it. It feels nice. You've been sat in it for many years. But God is pointing to another chair, a better chair, a chair that sits so much better and has got so much more things for you. But it's about moves, getting up out of that chair that's so comfortable, making your way across to the new chair and sitting in the place where God has prepared for you. All right, moving on swiftly. Verse 3, Joshua said, When you see the, see the Ark of the Covenant, sorry, when you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord of God and the priests and the Levites bearing it, when you sit out from your place, go after it. What that means to me is when I see the exampleship of men of God that have gone before me, when I see the exampleship of people in ministry, like I did with Sylvia, I saw Sylvia doing the communion, I saw Ernie doing the money back, I saw people in the kitchen doing stuff or work there, and I saw them doing things in the church, and I said, I need to go after that. 
There's a work that I need to do. There's something I can get involved in. And this morning, the same way, you know, Joshua said to the people, when you see the priests doing what they've been called to do, go after it. Go after it, because that's your exampleship. That's your calling. You're there, the footsteps that you need to follow in. Because when we're called to be the children of God, we sang that song, I am a child of God. He's called us to be his church. And so there's something for us to do. But it's about finding it, praying about it. You may start off with just doing the chairs. You may start off doing teas and coffees. You may be good at cleaning, cleaning toilets. But you, everybody has to start somewhere. I'm 21 years in the Lord and I've done all these different things. And I'll still continue to do them. Because I want, God's, I want to do God's will and serve the Lord in the church. All right. Sorry. Do you see the people of God standing ahead of you? Walking ahead of you? Some form of ministry in front of you? Will you also go after them? Will you also learn from their example? Will you also find your place in the house of the Lord? We may have crossed over into 2023, but some of us are still stuck in last year. It's 2023, but we might be stuck in last year, in last week, or last month, or, or, or you passed. And it, often it's because of pains and mistakes and things that have happened, old regrets to stop us from moving forward. But God wants us to take us out of that mindset of looking backwards, like Lot's wife. God wanted to take Lot and his wife out of Sodom and Gomorrah, out of the madness and the mayhem, into the promised land, into a better place. And he said, don't look back. I'm here to tell some of you guys in the rehab, don't look back. God's got a plan for you guys. If you're in this process right now, trust the process that God's got you in. How do I know? Because I've been through it. I've been sat in the seats where you've been sat. And I've been thinking the same thoughts you've been thinking. Has God got a plan for me? Will he make a way for me? Can I trust him with my family? Can I trust him with my children? The answer is yes, guys. Yes. And when you do that and you allow God to mold you and shape you and you trust the process and you trust the people that he's placed around you the leadership, the examples then years from now this is where you'll be serving the Lord, doing what God's called you to do often it's the same thing fear that strikes the hearts and the minds of people, paralysing them and stopping them from moving forward in the plan and purpose that God has for their lives, not trusting God, not trusting his word or his promises, instead of learning how to walk by faith and not by sight. Because when we look in the natural, it looks scary in the natural. We can look in the natural and try and weigh it up and go, oh no, this is happening. Oh no, this person's left. Oh no, this person's passed away. And we get bogged down by the, what we see in the natural. But when we look through the eyes of faith, when we allow the word of God to stir up faith, then we can see past the natural into the promise of God. When God says a thing, when God promises a thing, will he not do it? Are the promises of God yes and amen? Or is God a liar? God is not a man that he should lie. So if God has promised you something for this year then guess what? He wants to bring it to pass. But we've got to position ourselves for the promise. Do we write down the promises of God? When we hear God saying, I've got a plan for you, do we seek after it? Do we ask God, what, what is your plan? What does it look like? Show me a glimpse. Show me a vision. Habakkuk 3.3 says, write the vision down and make it plain so that the, that, the person that reads it may run with it. You're the person that's going to be reading it. When it's written down, right, this is what you want me to do this year. This is what you've got planned for me. I'm going to write it down so that I can run with it. I'm going to repeat it. I'm going to meditate on it so that your promise for my life can come to pass. Verse 4. 
verse 4 of Joshua 3. Joshua told the people, You have not been here before, not pa- nor passed this way before. We've not been this place before. I haven't been in 2023 before. This is new. This is new territory. This is a new year. This is a new time of growth. I haven't been here before. And sometimes we try to take what I've used before last year that got me through last year to get me through this year. But we can't use yesterday's manna for today. There's a fresh manna for every day. I can't take the mouldy manna of yesterday and expect it to work for today. God has a fresh word and a fresh vision and plan for us today. And when we put our trust in him, he gives us the strength to get through. Now is the time to rely on God more than ever before. We can't, I mean, to some of, I feel like I have to say to someone in this room, turn the news off, man. Turn the news off. Get in the word of God. Don't be led by what the news says. Yes, you might want to have some information of what's going on in the world, but all that's going to do is pump fear into you. Fear, fear, fear. And before you know it, you're going to be paralyzed. Oh no, I've looked at the news and oh, it's bogging me down. God's saying, turn that stuff off, man. Open up the word of God. Listen to what I'm saying, not what the news is saying. That wasn't in my notes, so praise God. We need to hear that, amen. All right, moving on swiftly. Sadly, many today want to come to church, but they don't want to be the church because that would mean laying down their lives in sacrifice to God and giving up their lives for the gospel. For the Israelites and for the church today, crossing the Jordan into the promise of God means 100% commitment. No turning back. No going back to the world. No going back to Egypt. No going back to the wilderness. We have to see the problem or the circumstance or the issue as an opportunity for God to move. Sometimes we see the problem and we allow it to overtake us. But whenever there's a giant in your life or a problem in your life, see that as an opportunity for God to move. Get excited about it. Whoa, I've got a conundrum here. Oh, this is a chance to see God do a miracle. It's easier said than done. Because half the time we pull our hair out. Oh, what's going on, Lord? How are you going to fix it? And we can worry ourselves sick. But when we see these problems, these issues, say, God's going to do a miracle today. God's going to move today. Wow, I've got an opportunity to see God open a new door. And we can come together and have faith. All right, coming into a close. There's so much potential for 2023 Cheadle New Life Church. God wants to do great and mighty things in your life, my life. He's already done great and mighty things in the 20 years I've been walking with him. It blows my mind that he wants to do even more great and mighty things. But will I be positioned this year for what he's got for me? Will you be positioned this year for what he's got for you? See, God will make the promise, but you've got to position yourself. Sometimes we go in the bathroom and turn on the shower and then go stand in the bedroom and wonder why we're not getting wet. And that's how it is with the promises of God. There's a position for the promise to flow, for the blessing to flow. But if you're not positioned under the place of the blessing, it's not God's fault. It's our fault. We have to take responsibility. So today, if this is the place where God has called you to be, take ownership of being here. Take ownership of this church. This is your church. You've got an amazing uh, opportunity to be a part of the body of Christ here in Tudor New Life Church. And it's not about looking about what we haven't got. It's looking about what we can have. 
and bugging the pastor and saying, Pastor, let's do this. Pastor, we can do that. Pastor, and bringing your ideas because it's not a one-man thing. We need all of us coming together. You know, Jesus turned the world upside down with 12 disciples. How many are in this room today? More than 12. We could turn Cheadle upside down. Yeah, we can bring in the lost and the, the hurt and the, the youngsters that are out there doing madness. We can do the work of the Lord. But will we position ourselves? Will we allow God to do it through us, through his body? So finally, in closing, Joshua 3 and verse 17 says, Then the priests who bore the ark of the covenant of the Lord stood firm on dry ground in the midst of the Jordan, and all Israel crossed over on dry ground until all the people had, com- had crossed completely over the Jordan. The priests had to stand and take their place so the people could cross. We have to stand and take our place so the people out there that are lost and dying without Jesus Christ in their lives can cross over into the promise that they have, that God has for them. Yes, God has a promise for us, but he has a promise for them. And we have to be a solution to their problem. We have to be a light to their darkness. We have to be the ones that shine and bring them into the kingdom. Will we do that today? And finally, I just leave you with these words. Will we trust God? Will we trust God's word? Will we trust God's plan? Will we trust God's process? How do you position yourself for the promise? By trusting the Lord to lead you. By trusting and letting go and say, God, I trust you. I don't know what it looks like. I don't know what it's going to feel like. I don't know how it's going to happen. I don't know how you're going to do it, but God, I trust you. Yeah, it might hurt right now. You might be doing a work in my life right now. You might be changing my character right now, but God, I trust you. Whatever happens tomorrow, God, I trust you. Whatever you want to do in my life, God, I trust you. Whoever you've placed in my life to be my leader, God, I trust you. Whoever my pastor is in my life, God, I trust you. I'll submit, God. I'll surrender. And this is how we position ourselves for the promise. How do you go cross over to the promised land? By way of the cross. We cross over by the way of the cross. What does the cross mean? It means surrender. It means submit. Like I said earlier, we're our own worst enemy. Either Christ lives through us, like Galatians 2.20 says, it's not I that live, but Christ that lives in me. And the life I live, I live by faith for the Son of God who died and gave himself for me. Or we become our own worst enemy. We don't see the promise of God. We don't press into what God's got for us. And we miss out. Do we want to miss out? Because I don't. I want to see what God's got for us in 2023. I don't want to just see it in my life. I want to see it in yours. I want the joy of watching you changing from glory to glory. I want to see the blessing on your lives. I want to see you moving and getting into position. I want to see you on the keyboard, on the drums. I want to see you behind the pulpit preaching. I want to see you guys serving people at the door. I want to see you guys working with the children. I want to see you guys fulfilling the potential that God has placed on the inside of you. God bless you guys. Father, we thank you for this word of encouragement this morning because you have promises for us, Lord, and we want to have them promises come to pass and you want them to come to pass more than we do. So, Lord, I just pray, Lord, as your word has gone out, that we would make up in our mind and settle in our heart once and for all to position ourselves in the place where you want us to be, to do what you've called us to do so that we can have all that you have for us. So, Lord, bless your people today as we go our separate ways. Let your word not be lost, but let it be planted deep within our heart. 
Lord, watered and, and made to bear much fruit for your honour and your glory. In Jesus' name, amen.